Welcome, Pastor Ellison. Glad you're here. And when um, nobody saw Pastor Ellison in the church this morning, for some reason, people looked at me and thought, maybe, maybe I would have to do something. And I said, no, no, I wouldn't. <laughs> Pastor Allison is here. And she has uh, invited us to consider selections from the 34th Psalm, which I will read for us. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise will always be in my mouth. I praise the Lord. Let the suffering listen and rejoice. Magnify the Lord with me. Together let us lift his name up high. I sought the Lord and he answered me. He delivered me from all my fears. Those who look to God will shine. Their faces will never be ashamed. This suffering person cried out. The Lord listened and saved him from every trouble. Taste and see, taste and see how good the Lord is. The one who takes refuge in him is truly happy. Come, children, listen to me. Let me teach you how to honor the Lord. The Lord's eyes watch the righteous. His ears listen to their cries for help. When the righteous cry out, the Lord listens. He delivers them from all their troubles. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted. He saves those whose spirits are crushed. The righteous have many problems, but the Lord delivers them from everyone. He protects all of their bones. Not even one will be broken. This is the word of the Lord. There we are. It's the hair. I've already had like five people say, Allison, I didn't recognize you because of your hair. So I went pretty anonymous <laughs> around the building this morning and then there would be this moment of, oh wait, wait, I know you, you're, you're Allison. <laughs> uh, for those of you who may not uh, recognize me yet or know who I am, uh, I was a pastor here at First uh, Church um, a couple of years ago. I think it was around 2014 to through 2016-ish. Uh, and so it's been a couple years since I've been back. It's definitely great to be with you. Uh, I don't know if you know this about you, but you have this habit of uh, luring us wandering pastors back uh, so we come for a visit. So thank you for doing that. Uh, you guys are looking good. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's so great to be with you. Uh, when Pastor Matt uh, reached out and asked me to, to preach for this Poetry in Motion series that you all are beginning, um, the only direction he gave to me was this. He said, Allison, pick your favorite psalm and preach on that, uh, which created a dilemma for me uh, because that task to pick my favorite I mean, how do you pick a favorite? How do I pick just one when there are so many? Uh, whenever I'm told to pick my favorite of anything, it makes me feel so put in a box. Uh, it feels very confining to me. So I have a friend, for example, and whenever we go to a coffee shop, we show up, and as soon as he walks in, the barista, whichever barista it is, says, oh, the usual? And he says, yeah, the usual. 
That never happens to me. That is never my problem when I go because there are so many factors that play into the decision. Uh, where am I? What's the mood? How much time do I have? Are there any new options? I don't want to be pinned down. I want a variety. I want room for mystery and surprise. And all of this thinking, all of this thought about how we approach so many things in life like that got me thinking about how it is that we approach the Psalms, this poetry in motion. Think about it for yourself. What kind of person are you when it comes to picking any kind of poetry or song or music? How do you approach art in your own life? Are you the kind of person who says, well, I'll take the usual, or do you look for what matches the moment? Do you explore what's new, or do you constantly play favorites? Uh, picture yourself for a moment, and some of you are going to really love this. Picture yourself as the DJ of your own life. Your dream can be true in your own mind. But picture yourself as the DJ of your own life for a moment. How is it that you choose to DJ through your own life in motion? Well, when it comes to song selection, you may find it depends. Are you cleaning the house or are you going for a run? Are you caught in traffic again? Uh, are you out with friends or do you have the kids in the back seat of the car? Are you trying to unwind from a long day or are you trying to set a romantic mood? Life is full of variety and for that reason, so are the Psalms. Do you want to have your soul lifted? Are you working through some stuff? Are you thankful? Are you angry? Are you out hiking? Or you, are you in a moment where you just want to hide? Well, all of that makes a difference. And maybe you, like me, don't want just one song or one artist for your playlist. You want just that. You want a playlist. You want a mashup. You want a medley. You want flexibility to be responsive to what is going on in you and through you. And you want songs that you can groove to. You want songs in certain moments that you can sing out loud to at the top of your lungs when you think no one can hear you. You want songs that surprise you, songs that move you, songs that get stuck in your head and make a good soundtrack for your life. Songs that really, really will help you release all the feels, as some might say. Now sure, you have your go-to selections, we all do, but life in motion demands poetry in motion. And the good news is that those who wrote the lyrics, music, and poetry of the Psalms would agree that variety and creativity are the way to go. I mean, the reason that these Psalms exist, the reason that they were compiled, and then the reason that these keep being said and sung across multiple generations and all around the world is because the Psalms hold up in the complexity, nuance, and variety of life.
So these here, these psalms, are not just these long-lost, forgotten, one-hit wonders. The psalms stand the test of time and the test of circumstance. So when we don't just play our favorites, we get to experience how the psalms actually give us the perfect playlist for our lives. So the more you mix and match, the more you explore and play around, the more that you'll begin to notice how in all of life's motion, there's a song to go with it. You just have to be open and willing to listen. You'll find that as you look through the Psalms, and some of you will go here and some of you will go here, both are great, that some Psalms will be better for certain moments and cer certain circumstances than others. Some will shock you. Some will challenge you. Some will make you, what in the world was that psalmist thinking when they wrote that? Uh, can you even say that? Wait, wait, you're allowed to say that? That is in the Bible? That's what you'll begin to notice when you look at the psalms. And then there might be another moment when you find yourself saying, well, that psalm never made sense until now. How timely this is. Now I have this on repeat. Now, how did I not notice this before? But now, wow, this psalm makes so much sense. Well, unless you're worried, I, I did finally choose a psalm uh, for this morning, as you can tell. But I chose it out of a vivid memory that I have of the first time that a psalm really grabbed hold of me and I put it on repeat. So if you will, for a moment, just picture it. A 1990s teenage version of Allison. I looked very similar. I really loved music, and so for me, being new in my Christian journey, I found that I really connected a lot to God through songs. So if you would remember, and I know some of you do, uh, that the 90s is still the era of mixtapes. Are you with me? Anybody have mixtapes? Yes, some of you don't want to raise your hands, but yes. Mixtapes, our cars mainly played cassettes. There was no YouTube, there was no Apple, there was no Spotify. And so in that time, buying a music album was both a commitment and a risk. You would buy a whole cassette based on one song and hope that the rest of it would be good. And so you would therefore be stuck with whatever else was on that album. And you had to fast forward and rewind and fast forward and rewind, guessing how to get to the part that you actually wanted to be listening to. Which is why cassettes, I think, have not made a comeback, but LPs have. Uh, <laughs> So in this era, the teenage Allison, I had this cassette tape that I had gotten by this worship uh, leader and musician named Kent Henry. And in the middle of this musical rift, uh, riff, Kent Henry starts reading a psalm. And then spontaneously, he starts singing certain phrases from the psalm. And what I remember so vividly from that moment is that there was something about the lyrics 
that just connected with me. And I could feel it deep inside. And so I kept rewinding and playing it again and again. And here we are more than 20 years later, and I can still hear the words of that Psalm. I can still see myself in the room of the house where I played it over and over again and where I pulled out the Bible to figure out which psalm it was that he was singing. Now you heard it this morning in the wonderful voice of Pastor Mark Abbott, but I still hear it in the voice of Kent Henry. The psalm starts like this, remember. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise will always be in my mouth. I praise the Lord. Let the suffering listen and rejoice. Magnify the Lord with me. Together, let us lift his name on high. Now, I don't remember what was going on in my world exactly in that moment, But I do remember hearing for the first time an invitation that felt personal, an invitation that connected, something that I hadn't noticed before. The psalm says, let the suffering listen and rejoice. I sought the Lord and he answered me. He delivered me from all my fears. Those who look to God will shine, except Kent Henry's version said, those who look to God will be radiant. Their faces are never ashamed. This suffering person cried out and the Lord listened and saved him from every trouble. Taste and see how good the Lord is. Come, my children, listen to me. Let me teach you how to worshipfully fear and honor the Lord. Do you hear the invitation? Up until that moment, I thought that all Christian singing was meant to be positive and optimistic. But I experienced this psalm as realistic. This psalm as permission giving. The phrase, bless the Lord at all times, was such a favorite of so many people, and I heard it quoted all the time. But that part, that part about all times, all times, that felt like an impossible burden to me. God's praise will always be in my mouth, That made me feel like I had to hold a part of myself back, that censoring would be necessary, that when talking to God and about God, I had to deny what was difficult. But then Psalm 34 came across my playlist. It says, let the afflicted hear and rejoice, I heard the psalmist sing. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted, He saves those whose spirits are crushed. The righteous have many problems, but the Lord delivers them from every one. Wait. Rewind. Repeat. The righteous have many problems. Rewind. Repeat. Life isn't perfect, and God gets that. Spiritual people can have trouble and hardship, and still taste and see how good the Lord is, rewind, repeat, 
Wait, wait. The psalmist just admitted publicly that he faces fear and shame and suffering and as a righteous person? Rewind, repeat, rewind, repeat. This psalm, for me, it blew wide open the possibilities for music and poetry and artistic expression in my world. God, I said, if my playlist can be this honest, if my playlist can include the good and the bad, my hopes and my fears, then I've got some great mixtapes that I can create. Psalm 34 set in motion for me something that I still practice all these years later. And it's the spiritual discipline of making musical playlists, mashups and medleys. And thankfully, technology has made this much easier and even free depending on which service you use. Psalm 34 says, it is possible for God's praise to always be in your mouth because it presumes poetry in motion is always honest and authentic and real. There is a song, a lyric, a mashup, a riff, something that can be sung or said or shouted in all of life's circumstances. And God... God is okay with that. So today, I want to encourage you to receive God's creative license to put together some playlists for your life in motion. The psalmists show us that poetry in motion means poetry for all occasions. It means flexibility to find music that matches the mood. Lyrics we loop to lift our eyes and see that God listens to our deepest hopes and fears and we don't ever have to be ashamed to be honest in our prayers. So God, God invites you into the tasting room of all that the Psalms have to offer and there find delight as you taste and see that in all of stuff that lies Life throws at you, God is there with you. The psalmist says, come my children, listen to me. Let me teach you how to worshipfully fear and honor the Lord. This morning, will you accept the invitation? If you're there thinking yes, then a few kind of practical things. How is it that you will build your playlist then? What kind of psalm mashup do you need? Well, you may start by thinking and bringing awareness to how you're doing and what's happening in you and around you, and you may start by matching hope and encouragement with some upbeat praise. Or, you may be in a spot where you need to process some anger or grief or disappointment. And so what you need is just some space to let it riff. You may be feeling burnt out or closed off or tired fighting for what is just and right. And so for your playlist, songs of gratitude and thankfulness may work to reset your soul 
still your mind and release that pressure valve of your heart. Do you need a ballad, a hip hop dance beat, or a ringtone for every time that person calls? You know that person. Are there songs in both major and minor keys? Do you allow room for dynamics and progression? Maybe you want to start your playlist and you want to start it high and fast and end low and slow. Or maybe you start out quiet and you let it build to a crescendo. As you build your playlist, will you engage your creativity? Will you allow for mystery? Will you mix in some diminished jazz chords and maybe a little ad-lib time to the blues? Some rhythm and beatbox so you can move and groove. I mean, here's the point. Don't keep it plain. Don't keep it familiar and predictable. Life is just not that dull and boring. Life needs variety. So as you make your playlist, don't just order the usual. And as you make your playlist, don't isolate yourself by just looking introspectively at your own life and experience. Yes, as you make your playlist, look inward. Yes, be honest and real and authentic with what's happening inside, but also look out and look up. I mean, this is why the Psalms are such a versatile playlist. They do all three. They look in, they look out, they look up. They see it all and make room for it all. So a good question may be for you as you're making your playlist, where do you need to grow? Psalms are something that are always sung and shared in community. So sometimes it's not about you at all. Sometimes the songs in your playlist are not about you, they're about others. They're about the world. And they're there to help you grow in empathy and grow in your understanding. So you play them so that you can finally get outside of yourself, so that you can have what it takes to love and serve, so you can move through the world with grace and compassion. I like how N.T. Wright puts it. He says it this way. He says, to recognize that the Psalms call us to pray and sing at the intersections of the times, of our time and God's time, of the then and the now and the not yet, is to understand how, the, how those emotions are to be held within the rhythm of a life lived in God's presence at the intersections of the times of the then, the now, and the not yet. How does your playlist enable you to move to the rhythm of a life lived in God's presence? Now, while I know it may sound like I'm waxing metaphorical this morning, I am also talking about a tangible, actionable practice. And so I present to you Exhibit A from the Coventry Museum of Play. Uh, this is my very first mix CD from circa 2000. 
Um, and I have to confess that my mind was blown that you could even make such a thing at that time. So I recruited my friend's younger brother <laughs> to help me put it together uh, and help me with this one. I haven't parted with it. I've parted with so many things in life, but this one I just have to hold on to. Uh, because in this mix CD, there were songs and movie clips and random sound bites from U2 to Mozart. Uh, from the Matrix to Jerry Maguire and Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Uh, if anybody remembers Homestar Runner, there's even that right alongside Claude Debussy, right? So this was such a fun uh, playlist. Uh, but what I want you to know is that having a playlist practice is something that you can take with you through life. And when I finally learned how to do it, I have been making mixes and mashups and playlists since the early 2000s. And I would have them on my iPod, if you remember those, and then I would burn them onto a CD to play in my car. Uh, and now I've moved on to more you know, flexible kinds of streaming services, but uh, it all works nonetheless. And what I would do with those playlists is that I would name them by the season or by the theme. And they would become for me like a journal entry. And I would wonder, what was it? What songs were connecting with me in a particular season? Well, I have a playlist for that. And I can look. Uh, and at one specific time, it was uh, sometime in the 2000s, I remember that I was wrestling with the whole idea of trust. Uh, I felt like God was uh, inviting me to learn how to trust him more, but I was really frustrated because I was looking for the how. How do I do that? That's so nice. Hear, hear a preacher say, trust the Lord. It's like, great. So how, how do I do that? How do I grow in that? And so for me, I, was, I just remember that prayer didn't seem to be working for me. Reading didn't work. Talking about it didn't work. Uh, none of it seemed to be working so I finally sat down and I made a playlist, a playlist that I put on repeat, on repeat while I was walking, while I was driving, while I was doing dishes, a trust playlist on repeat. I had Mahalia Jackson and Jason Upton. I had gospel choir and Latin hip hop. I wanted to come at trust from every angle, every style, rhythm, and language that I could understand. I created a playlist and I said, God, I don't know what else to do, so sing over me with these songs. Do something by your Holy Spirit that will cause me to taste and see that I can trust you, that you are good. Help me stop relying so much on myself. Go beyond what words I have and what I know to say and do. And so in this spiritual practice, what I found was that in the searching and tasting and compiling of the psalms and songs about trust, I was able to grow in my trust. And I played it over and over again, and I hit rewind and repeat on certain parts at certain times, and God met me, and God still meets me, and I still pull out that playlist sometimes and revisit it again. So this morning, I want to invite you to take up a Poetry in Motion playlist practice. 
So you too have something to play in all times and in all seasons. And the great thing about the Psalms is that they're more right-brained than left-brained. They're more creative than methodical, more artistic than analytical. And so there's some freedom for you, which I know can be hard. Uh, just this week, I was talking with a friend of mine that I've known for years, and she was saying, man, I feel all this pressure uh, to have all this knowledge of context and history and theology when I read the Bible. Uh, and she was just saying, I just want to get it right. Well, here's the great thing about the Psalms. The Psalms don't apply that kind of pressure. The Psalms free you to create, to play, to express, and to simply taste and see. The Psalms' primary purpose is not theological accuracy, but a kind of emotional honesty. The Psalms are meant to be raw and honest and unedited prayers. And sometimes you just have to let the music play. You have to have some fun, make a mashup, laugh, cry, dance, and all those moments you gotta just belt it out and sing off key. That's fine. There's this great thing that I noticed in reading Psalm 34 that was the first time I noticed it. And there are these notations that appear at the top of the Psalms. And so here is why Psalm 34 got written. It says, of David, when he pretended to be crazy before Abimelech, who banished him so that he left. Well, how great is that? If your response is to chuckle, uh, I laughed out loud in a coffee shop. I was like, wait a minute. How great is that that David found songs for even that moment in his life? I mean, who knows what's going on? What an interesting context. Craziness, being banished, and all of that. And David is like, I will bless the Lord at all times. And he had this sense of not feeling shame, not feeling fear, of recognizing that in the midst of all of those troubles and problems that even for him, wow, God was there with him. And so he sang in that circumstance. And if you fast forward, you can look that this is not just an Allison kind of practice. This is a practice that you can see all throughout the New Testament. I looked it up and I found a list that had 93 different quotes from the Psalms. Uh, 93 alone were direct quotes. And if you start to add in all the indirect references to the Psalms in the New Testament, you get up into the hundreds. This was a common practice. And even Jesus, when he himself was searching for the words at Jesus' own hardest, most painful time in his life, Jesus quoted psalm lyrics. Lyrics from this same playlist that we have here. The great thing about the Psalms is that they're able to say what we feel when we aren't aware enough or strong enough to name it ourselves. And so for you to use the Psalms and, and songs, it's so that you have words to use when you're not sure which words to say. These words have lasted so long and get repeated so often because they are able to connect broadly and deeply with all the stuff happening in your life. So for you to be a person who has a spiritual practice of a psalm and song playlist, it's so that you can have perspective. 
What is it that will give you hope? What will enable you to rise up? What will grant you safe space for honest prayer? I mean, Psalms are great for indecisive moments. Moments when you don't even really know what to read or what to think, what to do, and you're like, ah, what, what do I do? Just play. Just go to the Psalms and taste and see, and maybe you'll find a surprising fit. Psalms are a gift, and playlists are a great tool. And so am I talking about actual playlists that you put on these? Yes. Am I talking about those who don't want to do the musical thing as much and it's just sitting down with the Bible and flipping and scanning as you do? Yes, I'm talking about it all. I want you to have something practical and tangible because as you know, life is full of movement. Life has all these dynamics of highs and lows. So have a Psalm playlist to match. That will remind you that in all times and in all seasons, there is a story that holds it all together. There is a progression. There is a God who is with you, a God who hears you, a God who listens, a God who sees all your problems, all your joys and sorrows, and is with you right in that. Give yourself a practice that will enable you to taste and see and know that God is good. Something that you're gonna wanna rewind and repeat and skip ahead and go back and have because God's gift for you is to know him and be surprised by him and to have all that you need in your own life and to face whatever's around you and to engage and give and love and serve the world around you. Would you pray with me?